This Baylor Bears edition of the Big 12 College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at the Sports Gambling Podcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, and we are also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed Use the promo code CFBX for the college experience. Welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sikkim, we're talking Baylor Bears on the Big 12 Experience. Interest, big year for Dave Aranda here, and uh, year number four. Uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And those watching on YouTube.com slash the College Experience sees that guy on the right in the neon He's got the Baylor backdrop. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa. He is a walking contradiction. He is rambling. Rush, Rush, what's going on on a, this uh, sick of Monday? It's 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 good to be back. And as ever, we get closer to every preview, that means we get closer to the season. So hey, we're we're already at Baylor, and uh, excited to actually start covering some of these games here coming up soon. Twelve days, yeah. right? Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I totally forgot that you weren't even on the Oklahoma State because they're all blending together. So, yeah, <laughs> go check out the first eight previews. Baylor is number nine, and after this, all we got is five to go in the new Big 12 slash 14, soon to be 16, whatever the hell number The purgatory Big 12 yeah. with, with Oklahoma and Texas. And then next year's the new, new Big 12. So, <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, indeed. But if you're wondering who that is in the middle, he is actually a Baylor fan himself fighting a family civil war. He's got family uh, that's in Waco, he, Norman, Stillwater. He's uh, he's everywhere in the Big 12. He is the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. Ready to talk to Baylor Bears, man? Hell yeah. I um I told Sheila she'll have to send this to all of her people. So hopefully this one is uh, uh, – we've got a lot of interaction with it. I know Sheila's got a pretty good connection with her alumni fan base, being one of the wackies from Waco. Um She's probably the most normal Baylor fan I've ever met in my whole fucking life. And now, she's not it, like is that the, even a compliment. Mm, <laughs> eh, eh. But yeah, Come I'm excited. Awesome, uh, uh, oh yeah, Sheila's the best. Um, but still, Waco. I understand why she did it. She tells me the story all the time why she decided to go to uh, – take her ROTC scholarship there. It's because it was the most expensive of all the schools that offered her an ROTC scholarship. She said, if I'm going to do this bullshit, I'm going to make it, make myself think I'm getting paid more than the other ones would have been worth. <laughs> that but, was uh, smart right financial. There. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people like that down there in Baylor. They, they got a little bit more, more money in their pockets than you would expect. But uh, I was going to ask you guys just off the top. I know this isn't really planned, but did you get to see the, uh, AP top 25 released. I did. I glanced through it. I did not. Baylor was not on there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think no, they're receiving I, votes. Uh, 
I just saw uh, the highest ranked Big 12 team is at 11, and it's Texas. And that Shocker. makes sense, I guess, for now. But I think that might be like if a Big 12 team can get to like the eight or the the six area of ranking, that's probably as high as you're going to see it get before the cannibalism just crabs in a bucket and back down. Um, no, I was going to bring up put Utah right there at 14, and uh, yep. that's probably first test for them. So I know all guys in Waco were pretty excited about seeing Utah being ranked in the top 15. Um, no, Baylor was receiving votes, I think. Obviously, they uh, they have a pretty good chance right there in the second week of the year to to make make it a lot more about Baylor and the Big Twelve, and you know they love that. So, I mean, I do too. But it's going to be an interesting year for them. It's very this one isn't quite as like Kansasy and separation of what could happen, but it's got a pretty wide variance. I think Baylor could be really good, or Baylor could almost just not quite derail, but you know, come up significantly short of expectations. We were just literally just talking about that before the show, right before you joined Troy rush. And I were like, this is an interesting team. And I think it is ironic, Troy, for you. We just came off Oklahoma state, which is where your dad went. Now we're going, now we're talking Baylor bears where your mom went. Let's re let's recap last year. Cause it was a weird year. Uh, Baylor finished what seven and six or sorry, six and seven. They kind of collapsed down the stretch seven and six against the number 2021 was the magical year, the, uh, year two of the Dave Aranda era, where they were able to win the Big 12 championship. I'm going to go right back to Troy because this is your team that you follow very closely. Where did it go wrong for Baylor last year? Because they just I collapsed mean, at the end. They couldn't quite get it done against Oklahoma State, if I remember right, at home. I know they lost that game to BYU early in the year, and it, that one went to overtime, I believe. But I don't know if that's a – I don't know if that's a derailment. Obviously, it's a heartbreaker to lose that game. But you get Oklahoma State at home, and Blake Shapin threw for like 350 yards, and you can't beat him. That one's gotta. That one's gotta make you start thinking. Just I don't know if we've got the firepower. If we have our quarterback have one of his better games, and we still can't even. I mean, they scored 25 points in that game. Blake Shapin threw for 150 yards. Monterey Baldwin had 174 receiving yards. And they scored 25 points. So I think that was where uh, maybe somebody got some kind of tape or, or something out. And from that point on, they really struggled. I know they went on a bit of a win streak, but they seem to be a team that if they play to the competition of their opponents, they're going to lose more games than they win. Rush, where do you think it went wrong for the Baylor Bears? So I think schedule-wise, if if you're looking at it, obviously just getting shellacked by Kansas State, um, 31 to three. I mean, that's really. I mean, that was the their last win was against Oklahoma, and that wasn't really a good Oklahoma team. But Troy talked about it. I mean, you had the altercation week two at BYU, and it's too bad those guys aren't playing um, again this year, especially with BYU's first year in the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, Jeff Grimes, you know, being the Zach Wilson's old OC. You got the Barrington brothers transferring there. Uh, I guess you do add a team from Utah week two, so that should be a good matchup. We'll see rising status. Uh, you know, we're not we're not sure about that. Uh, is is not getting the win against Oklahoma State, of course, was tough as everything that Troy just said there. Um, a really game from our end, that West Virginia game, that Thursday night game where we won 
43 to 40. And I think that was the one where we like blocked a, an extra point and ran it back yeah. for two. Yes. And, yep. Dude, that was a weird game. And I, I think that was just that West Virginia game was kind of Baylor in a nutshell last year, where is like, that's why they call uh wake wacko. It's just, it was a very weird team. Um, and as Troy said, if you're going to play to the level of your opponent, uh, Baylor's not going to have a great year and not by not a great year. They'll, they'll, they'll probably go six and six. I do think that is their floor. Um, but I, I, I see Baylor as the dark, dark horse this year. I see him getting closer to that 2021, uh, this year than they did that 2022. And, and I, I like how they're coming in this year, especially under the radar. I think that's good for Baylor to be under the radar. No doubt. And I, I, the game that really comes to mind that I felt like summarized their season was the TCU game, the, yeah. the fire drill where they're Another able to kick the game. field goal. They, they should have won that game. They literally dominated from start to finish. TCU was still undefeated. And just, you know, it seemed like everything bounced their way in 2021. For example, uh, being able to stop Oklahoma State on the one-yard line, the guy who now plays for him, ironically. <laughs> and, um, yeah, in 2022, it just didn't bounce their way. But uh, they definitely are a bounce-back opportunity, and we're going to talk about it after we talk about game time because it is football season. And, you're, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be traveling to different football games, whether it's Mountaineers, Redskins in the NFL. And, you know, if you're going to get the best – places to get the best prices game time's the place to do so hell rush you use game time all the time when looking at prices right hey every time um i go see troy at the nats game i go uh pre-game at the bullpen just wait for those tickets they what i really like about game time is that they keep their tickets very in the moment it, they yep. update a lot so you wait till like people are just kind of trying to dump them right before the game pick up the cheapest seats and then go meet up with troy in his section i i, I love game time i've been using them since Actually, in its inception in like 2015, 2016. So, yeah, they're my ticket go-to. I was going to say, I think the last game, actually, our boy Big Pete got tickets for Rush and his buddy just on game time. And then they were <laughs> they were cheap enough that Big Pete was like, you don't have to worry about giving me 20 bucks. I don't give a <laughs> crap about that. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's what's great about game time. Because, I mean, especially in this day and age with inflation up, man. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to plan for months in advance. I mean, you just want to go to the game and sometimes you don't have the funds in months in advance. So you just want to be able to do it a week, a week ahead. So there's exclusive flash deals uh, for football, basketball, baseball. Like you said, it's football season game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Like Rush said, if you find the tickets in the same section row, like he does at the Nats game, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And uh, the promo code here is CFBX. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use a promo code at CFBX for $20 off for your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, game time is time to talk about the Baylor Bears. Mm. Um, Baylor Bears, everybody watch on youtube.com slash college experience over under win total set at seven and a half, 20 to one to win the Big 12, 250 to one to win the national championship. And this is year four of the Dave Aranda era. He is 20 and 16. 
13 and 14 um, in, in Big 12 games, including a 2021 uh, Big 12 championship. Troy, what are your thoughts on this team coming into this year? I know we just talked about where it kind of went a little bit wrong in 22. I think all of us like him as a potential bounce back candidate, but a lot, a lot of left up in the air, I think. I mean, I definitely like him as a bounce back candidate. I, um, you always got to worry about these teams that this isn't like Blake Shapin's coming back for his second year in the offense. Like he's fully ingrained into that program and, some of those guys, just because the college football, the, the competition level, albeit very, very high, just compared to some of the inexperienced talent, some of those guys kind of take steps forward. They're not really, you know, expecting. And we've all been asking who we think the TCU is of this conference. And I mm-hmm. think that this team has the best chance of having those. I agree close games that they probably shouldn't win and maybe sneak it out uh, uh, or like a blowout that they sneak a team sneak back in, but gets it to seven or four points. And then, okay, guys, let's lock this in and maybe make one more drive. I think, I think this Baylor team's offense has the chance to do quite a bit and it's all going to be based on Blake Shapin. Um, the the brothers the Barrington brother got to transfer over is really going to help give him a little bit of protection. I still worry a bit about that offensive line, but I do think that I do think their strength, even though it's a Dave Aranda team, might actually be the offense this year. Well, I, I think that sums it up right there. Is I I actually think the Baylor offense, you know, they they stalled sometimes last year, but they 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 really weren't the problem. You have you kind of had the similar thing going on with Venables that. Oklahoma, right? You have a defensive coordinator who's your head coach, and your defense is the weakest end. I know, th- I know, they bring in uh, Powledge bra- back, right? Troy from yes. he went to Oregon for last year was was part of their defensive staff. He was on Baylor for twenty and twenty one, part of that twenty one team. Um, so I think him coming back, knowing the Baylor system, uh, especially being on the defensive side of the ball back in twenty twenty one, is going to be a big help for them. Why I believe they do turn it around. Uh, this year and be that dark horse candidate. And then of course, going back talking about the offense with Jeff Grimes, I mean, you know what he did with BYU in 2020, I know he had Zach Wilson at quarterback and Zach Wilson was just, he was a machine at the college level. Of course, we won't talk about him wearing a green uniform, uh, <laughs> but in the blue uniform, he looked pretty good. And then of course you got, um, it, it is actually kind of funny to see how, like how much of a BYU Baylor kind of rivalry. And then these transfers going back and forth is becoming like the altercation is, that might need to be played every year. It is too bad it's not being played this year. But hey, if you take if you take some of that uh, those concepts that, that the offense does at, at BYU, and then you got your kind of defense back on track this year. Watch out for Baylor. Yeah, the ba- the Barrington brothers, baby. They, they go from <laughs> Provo to Waco. Uh, let's talk about the portal a little bit because uh, Baylor was very active. I mean, I, they obviously bring in the Barrington brothers over multiple wide receivers skill positions and then they uh touch up their defense a little bit through the portal as well uh especially on the front side of things troy what uh would you say that they won the portal overall uh, with the way with the additions and uh versus subtractions i would say just they didn't really have to get a bunch of super duper important positions i mean the offensive line had to be short up but um I think that it all comes down to our Liberty University Mike Smith linebacker transfer. 
going yeah. to work with uh, Aranda, who's extremely good with the linebacking position. I think that one could be a diamond in the rough. And I, I said this to Colby earlier, that that would be my Jared verse comparison for this year in all of college football is that guy. Uh, I mean, they even have, I had to look his name up to make sure I got it right. But uh, Ed Orgeron's kid is on the staff now too, as just a quality control coach, Parker Orgeron. <laughs> They've got, so, I mean, Ed's been around some of the practices. I know I sent you guys a few photos, but Mike Smith has all of the the coaching and all of the experience now that he needs to take another step forward. And, I mean, he was great at Liberty. We'll see what it's like against the big dogs. But once you get convinced that you can play at this level, that that confidence factor kind of negates that. As long as you're going out there and, and, and your motor is running, typically good things happen. And I think it all kind of hinges on him. I'm going to lean that they won, but that could just be my fan bias. How about you, Rush? What are your thoughts on these Baylor Bears other than them stealing the Barrington brothers from you? Yeah, the BYU brothers Barrington. Um, kind of talked about it too. The old uh, the the running back from uh, Oklahoma State uh, joining joining the crew, and I mean Chapin's going to need that help. Uh, any any assistance the running backs and of course wide receivers can can do to to either get the ball or relieve some of that pressure. I mean Chapin does need to clean it up. Uh, this year, I think through what 10 interceptions last year compared to 18. So you need to need to cut those tremendously. Well, maybe not tremendously, but at least by probably three um, and add those honest touchdown passes. So, hey, I mean, when you got your running back, uh, Dominic Richardson, that can transfer from from in the Big 12 already kind of knows how the conference works. Um, and, and you got that going for you. I mean, iron sharpens iron and, and is kind of Troy was alluding to is Baylor was in more of a position where they just needed to fill in a couple pieces rather than, Hey, we got to build this football team from the transfer portal. So I definitely get when that's the situation, it's hard to say, Hey, if you won or lost the portal, but I would say you're kind of already winning if you need to fill in pieces rather than rebuild your team. Um, so I, th I think, I mean, Baylor's Baylor is in that bounce back spot. They are where they need to be, uh, and it's whether they can do it or not at this point. Yeah, yeah we, I, uh, I was going to say, do we need to look into Dominic Richardson and maybe do like a bank account or like background check of some sort? Like, has has he been receiving <laughs> money for longer than we think? Like, that, maybe that's a even, great question. Maybe even like uh, uh, jokingly, people like started a GoFundMe or Venmoed him, you know, a dollar or two here and there for coming up a yard short and Baylor finally winning a conference championship in football in the, in the longest time since he should have cut in on that. He, he lost that play. That was on him too. So. Yeah. Cause he, he was point shaving. He, he screwed, <laughs> he, he screwed our guy point Gundy. shaving. He, he was money he, line shaving. I yeah, guess. He screwed our guy Gundy out of the playoff. I was going to say, I <laughs> guess um, it would have been a little bit more of a standout if he was transferring to one of the Iowa schools instead of to Baylor. But man, there's got it. There might be some. This might go deeper than we think. Oh, don't watch Troy be right about this one too. Just like <laughs> Iowa State, and now we're oh he, <laughs> yeah. But you know what though, he's not in a regulated state, so they're probably not going to catch him. So <laughs> hey, but uh, let's dive into the schedule on the other side because this Baylor Bears edition on the Big Twelve Experience is brought to you by our Sports Gambling Podcast patreon get over there and sign up for the patreon to get access 
two exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for you patrons out there, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast completely ad-free, full behind-the-scenes from years and years of BDGens. Hey, there's hell, there's even a uh, Discord channel for all you patrons out there. Uh, do your part and prevent corporate gambling from uh, – from from pushing their propaganda do your part sign up today go to the sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon reminder sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon and we are back on the big 12 college experience talking baylor bears uh everybody watching youtube.com slash college experience sees the odds below so we're going to dive into the schedule and the baylor bears like they usually do they are going to lead it off um, hold on, my browser's not loading. They're gonna lead it off with the in-state foe, Texas State, the Bobcats coming over. Um, yes, it is a look ahead because they have a big, big uh non-conference game on deck, but we all have this as a win, correct? Yes. Yeah, I've got this as a win. So we got them at one and oh, and here we go. Utah's coming to town. Everybody's gonna be rowing their rowing their boats right up to uh, McLean Stadium, Troy. Eleven a.m. kick, man. Welcome to the Big Twelve, Utes. Careful what you wish for here. Ten a.m. for the Utes. Yeah, also, ten a.m. for the Utes. Correct. Also, is this a time that we should probably start looking into these Pac-12 teams that already had non-con scheduled with Big Twelve teams, and now they're just gonna lay down in order to support their new conference? Yeah, Arizona State the week before against Oklahoma State. I like I like backing all the Big 12 teams. Yeah, I, I mean, like that. I had this one as a win when I did a preview with Colby on the end of, for the for the Baylor Bears individual team preview and that was at this point that's have been way more than a month ago. Um I think this is very difficult for them to win. But I think they've got a pretty good chance of pulling it off because it's at McLean. If this game was in Utah, I wouldn't really give mm-hmm. Baylor much of a shot in the woods. But I'll side with them. I mean, Utah is obviously going to be favored. Uh, pretty much however many points you get from Baylor, I, I, I think I would that would be my more favorable choice would be taking their points. But I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and put them down for a win here. So, of course, the question of this game is Cameron rising plane. Um, it could be one of those where he's actually not healed up yet. It could be one of those where they try to play a game of chess and and not make you think he's available, but then he, he is available. I think regardless, Baylor does win this game. From the Utah standpoint of things, I think Utah beats Florida that Thursday night opener. I think they've had that game scheduled in their head since last year and Anthony Richardson beating them in the swamp. And I think Utah drops this one. Um, and I, I think Baylor, whether whoever's at quarterback for Utah, obviously if it's Cameron rising, I mean, it, it'll be closer, but I, I think Baylor does pretty well in this game. Troy, I, I, I think they win by 10. I, I absolutely love the situation for Baylor. Rush yeah. talked about it. Uh, the uncertainty, whether Cam rising's going to play just to put in perspective, Utah opened up as a 10 point favorite against Florida. That thing's down to seven and a half. I th- I'm pretty sure he's either going to play I mean, he's either not going to play or he's going to be compromised. I think that Utah sides on caution here, and they hold him out till the Pac-12 and see if they can just win the Pac-12 one last time and see if they can go to the Rose Bowl for the third straight year. I love Baylor, even if Rising's playing because I think he's still hurt. But this is a great spot for for the Bears to make a statement. 
Uh, I love the early kick too. I think that I think that favors Baylor even more as well. So we all got them two and zero unanimous. Um, that's a big day for the Big Twelve, man, because mm-hmm. they got uh, Oregon and Texas Tech later in the day as well. So a nice little Big Twelve, Pac twelve battle, I guess. Even though Utah's coming over to uh, to the good side. Oh, and uh, Oklahoma State, Arizona State's later that night too. So yep. you got three. You got a you got a little Big Twelve, Pac twelve challenge. Even though we're taking two out of the three teams. Uh, all right. So they're playing. I didn't even know LIU. I'll take a Long Island right now at the beach. Uh, <laughs> they're playing Long Island week three. How much are they going to win by here, Troy? I mean, it's it's got to be a win, but you would hope they could beat them by thirty-five or thirty-eight or something like that. Oh, they will. <laughs> this we, is on, the, on the ultimate. This is the ultimate sandwich spot, and they'll still win by fifty. Coming off the Utah game, Texas is on deck. But yeah, I didn't even know LIU hey, had a football program. No, no, they played West Virginia here a couple years ago. Oh yeah, they they, they, oh, they like became terrible. just Division One. Yes. No, they're smart. They're they that's their that's their business plan. They're like, hey, we'll go get our ass kicked. Just you know, send us a hundred thousand dollars. You know that type of that's what they do. That's their business model, and it works well. I think they're the Sharks or something too. The Sharks. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, hey Ryan, that week two will be great. West Virginia home opener as well. Duquesne. Yeah. Well, Ryan and Rush show action in Morgantown. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be good, man. NFL no, on that Sunday too. Ooh, oh, yeah. it's it's gonna be a long weekend, and then we got Pitt the next weekend. But looking at LIU, I do. I'm glad that you reminded me. That was 2021. The Mountaineers yeah. won 66 to nothing, and that wasn't <laughs> a very good West Virginia team. So, uh, LIU actually goes to Ohio U the week before. So. Yeah, they're just taking that check like and, and moving on. They're like a stripper. So, anyway, let's move along. Uh, all right, here's the game. Game there of the year. Go. Game of it the is. year. Saturday, September 23rd. Those filthy Longhorns, before they go get their ass beat, the SEC are coming to Wacko Waco one last time. Troy, this is a win, man. This they're is, getting this done. I think this, this is, done. I think this is a win. This, this probably means more to Baylor for the first time in a in a in a season their game against Texas is going to mean more than Oklahoma's game against Texas. And yeah. Uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to bet against Dave Aranda with that kind of motivation already being provided and then in order to bet against him you have to bet with a drunk lunatic. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Baylor here. I can't I can't really side with Sarkeesian that much. I just have to stay as a Texas hater. There's no way that I can ever pick him. No doubt. It would Rush. be great if our Texas preview had him go over. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe they beat rice. Maybe. Well, that I might don't be know, a field goal game. It's, it's going to be a close one. Rush, what do you got here? I, I think this game is, this is my, I guess, bold take of this game. I think winner of this game goes to the big 12 championship. And and because I, I think what it does is it either propels a team to four and zero. Oh. Uh, might do that. I got to remember who Texas plays in the 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 first three. Uh, but but either team could be in a spot where they're going three and one or four and zero. Um, and I think that's that's what gets this going. Uh, and I know it's Big Twelve record, but I mean to start your Big Twelve schedule with with a win over Texas would be huge. Um, I, I have Baylor in this game. I think it's close for th- kind of back and forth, maybe for three quarters, and then I think the fourth quarter comes. Baylor just just opens the floodgates. Um, Ewers throws like an interception, pick six, and it's just 
it, it, the score won't reflect the game because Baylor's probably going to win by two touchdowns. But it's I, I love Baylor in this game, and like I said, Baylor's my dark horse this year. So got got to ride it. No doubt. And looking, the last two times they played in Waco, Bears have got it done. What do you think the line is? There's an early line out on this one. Guess how many points Baylor's getting? I was going to say they're probably eight and a half. Eight. Eight, yeah. Take the points. Really? What the hell are we doing? Texas is favorite eight or Baylor's favorite eight? Texas. Texas. Oh, I think the Baylor was favorite eight. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, I'm definitely taking the, well, no, I'm taking Baylor. You don't, not even take the points, take the money line. Yeah, no, I mean, but sometimes the money line's not out yet. So I was like, yeah, take the points now and take the money line. Doesn't have to be. I'll be, as soon as it's out, I'm clicking. That's not going to stay at eight for long. No, No, it won't. No way. Well, so here's my bold take on this game, too. Baylor's going to win. And this is going to start the Sarkeesian hot seat because they're going to have two losses in September by this point when they lose at Alabama, then they're going to lose at Baylor. And all of a sudden that seat's going to get really warm, really quick. They went from preseason darlings to on the hot seat. So we got to sick them at four and oh, but man, they got to go to the bounce house now to end September trap spot here, Troy. Definitely a trap spot here. I, um, I want to mark it down as a win and just say because I'm there, that's going to give them the extra four points that they need when just knowing that I'm in the stands. <laughs> but I have I have this one as a loss, actually. I have them going down to the bounce house and not winning it now. Um, I know I've kind of I know I've kind of teased that I, I think they would win this game, but um, I kind of want to pull a switcheroo here and take them to beat Texas Tech the next week or the next game instead of going to the moon bound and actually pull it off. But this is one where if they were to go down to the bounce house after beating Texas and could sneak out this win, maybe, I mean, maybe this is their we are the TCU game because they're going to need something crazy in order to win in, in UCF. And that's the reason why I'm kind of siding with the loss. I like that. So, yeah. Troy, you're taking my concept. You kind of took the words out of my mouth, but this is why I'm siding with a win here. I think this is a game where I think UCF leads all basically every category, but but the final score at the end. I think Baylor somehow, like, this is that game where it's like, oh, maybe these guys are destined. Maybe these guys do have a chance. Um, I will say, I know we're going game by game, but we've talked about chunks. I do think they'll go either, they'll lose this game or the next game, but but I actually think they go to, to UCF and, and I think they win. Well, I mean, I originally had them winning and losing at tech, so maybe I'll just stick in that order. Well, they, they play tech in Waco. It's back in. Yeah. Well, yeah, well Waco, yeah. I had them winning uh, and then losing at home. Uh, so maybe I'll stick. Yeah. I'll just stick uh, with it, them getting it done down in, in the bounce house then. And me getting way too overhyped after that game for the Baylor football program. So as a group, I had I I said on the other one, I love the spot for UCF, Florida travel spot to Florida, Big Twelve opener. I think UCF wins this game. This is like their kind of Super Bowl game. Um, so we got them, but as a group, we have them at five and zero. Oh, but you guys mm-hmm. already teased that you're going to have them with a letdown spot, um, loss to Texas Tech. Ironically, this was kind of the game that propelled Texas Tech season last year because Baylor went into Lubbock and absolutely drummed them. And then kind of McGuire got them fixed after that. Um, you guys anticipate a close game, or is this a total payback spot for McGuire and the Red Raiders? Uh, 
it seems like a payback spot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Seems like uh, maybe it'll be close. It won't be like a drubbing, but, you know, 14, 10, 14, 17 points somewhere in that like two and a half touchdown area is somewhere I would, I would assume. I mean, I just don't know with five and oh, and now expectations skyrocketing in the matter of two weeks. I don't know if this is the best spot for Baylor, even playing at home. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech definitely have something to prove after last year. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm giving Tech the win. I, I think this is that game, Ryan, where they're five and zero. Oh, Baylor's like, okay, we're going home, but they play kind of tight. I think this is a reverse of last year, where, where, what was it like, forty five seventeen? Where yeah, they but killed Texas. Them. Yeah, I, I think, I think Texas Tech might kill Baylor this year. They they got the bye after this. This is where they the, they'll regroup at the bye, and then they're they play Cincinnati, um, and it's it's just one of those games where it's you know your old your old coordinator's going against you. Sometimes he gets you, sometimes he doesn't. Um, and and I think I think McGuire does it in this game, and they'll be at five and one going into the bye week. So I I had them losing to UCF. I got them in a bounce back. They get it done. I always like taking the home team, even though last year they went into Lubbock and killed them. But as a group, five and one going into the bye, then they got to go to the Natty um, in October. Troy, where are you going here? When? Yeah, I again just not really, really high on Cincinnati's whole group they have this year. Um, don't think somebody like Emory Jones is going to be able to do enough to force Blake Shapen to do anything other than just typically manage the game and play a normal Blake Shapen like two hundred and forty yards. Let's run the ball twenty eight times with. Mm-hmm. I mean, now they have Reese and Dom Richardson that'll both be able to cycle and stay stay pretty fresh at that running back position. Yeah, I don't think Cincinnati really has too much of a shot at winning this one. Yeah, I I, I agree, Troy. This is you know you have a bye week, you heal up, you rest up. This Get is right going to be one sure. of those where you, especially, I know you're at Cincinnati and you shouldn't take any game for granted. But this is just going to be the one where you don't want to open up the playbook too much, and you just you just game manage the hell out of Cincinnati. And the uh, the time of year affects the the temperature, obviously, but I think it'll also affect how rowdy that Cincinnati crowd is if they've already dropped a home game or two by this point, mm-hmm. and they've only lost one at home in the last five or six years, like we were talking about on the Cincinnati preview. If they lose a couple of early home games there's not going to be too much buzz. It's not going to be, you know, a showcase game. We got to, we got to prove that we have these great fans. It's going to be more of a, why did we think Emory Jones was the right idea? Uh, I don't really want to go to this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked, uh, Cincinnati would be coming off Iowa state. So I, I think I had Cincinnati winning that game. So I don't see them winning two in a row. I got Baylor grinding this out. Ugly game in Cincinnati, I think, but they find a way to get it done by one possession. Uh, speaking of Iowa State, they're going to come to Waco. So as a group, we have them at 6-1. and one. Yep. Do they make it 7-1 and one here against the Gamblers? I mean, with what – again, everything that's going on at Iowa State, and we still – we I mean, a few of us know that there's still much more to come out. There's – still tons of guys that have been discussing whatever is going on and it's just going to be hard to pick them in any game straight up throughout this whole year. 
Luckily, the game's in Waco. I think I think I would be a little scared if it was in Ames, even though there's so much unknown about Iowa State. They just give the teams problems that look like they might be the hope of the Big 12. Iowa State really likes crushing those. Um, but I'm going to give Baylor the win here. I'm going to give Baylor the win here too. I, I agree that Iowa State's going to be in a spoiler spot. And I always think when Iowa State and Baylor – get together, just throw the records out, throw the team make like, this is always a good game. And, and, and I, I agree. I think this comes down to who has home field. Baylor will have home field. Iowa state, you know, will come up short. I would not be surprised if this is one of those, like kind of another, like, Ooh, maybe we should have lost this game. Or when it, when you look back at why, like TCU last year, right. When you look back at TCU, it's like, how did we pull off a season like that? Well, you know, we escaped this game that we, probably should have lost you know this game was i think i think that's one of these games with iowa state because this game's always close between baylor and iowa state it's become a great game a great spot when these two play it's always a good game and i mean last year was a good game the years before that it always comes down to one possession i'm gonna call for the upset here if they're six and one i think that iowa state's gonna go in there and get a win because they're coming off a bye so it's like the perfect spot for iowa state but I mean, I, this game's coming down the wire. It's there's okay. no way either of these teams are going to blow each other out, even with Iowa State potentially being a dumpster fire with the gambling scandal. But as a group, we got them seven and one, and then they host uh, Dana Holgerson in Houston. Another win here, Troy. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do have it as another win here. I um, I think this one could get a bit interesting in terms of you might have to ask the offense to actually be pretty efficient throughout the game instead of just grind anything or try to slow anything down and take what the defense gives you. Not that that's going to be super difficult against Houston, but it's still one of those spots where Blake Shapin hasn't proven that he could, you know, consistently outscore another team without making a mistake or two that come back to haunt you. But I'm still, I, I just think talent wise Baylor's got too much for Houston. They do, and this is I, – I think Baylor actually has a pretty good schedule when we talk about scheduling now that it's not a Great true schedule. round robin. The only like one where you'd be like, if you could switch one thing, it's actually too bad that this isn't an away game and one of their next following games against Kansas State or TCU is at Baylor because you'd probably have more – you'd have way more Baylor fans at Houston than, than you would Houston fans. But I put that to the side. I, I, I think they beat um, – Houston in in Waco and uh yeah they moved to what seven and one eight from and my one. end eight and one eight and one there's only three left you're right yeah so even better yeah, eight, eight and one so you got you guys all got you both got them at eight and one I got them at seven and two they go to the little apple I got them beating Houston by the way it's home game um but yeah going to the little apple here most likely big 12 championship scenarios flying in the air tough spot here K-State put it on them in Waco last year, too. Troy, where do you have this one going? This will either be – I mean, it'll be the same result as last year. It's just going to be one team or the other. Um, I'm going to side with Kansas State getting it done. They're at home. Um, again, I think they, they're really in the best position to kind of consistently keep that – Kansas State, I mean, to consistently keep that winning mentality and program just rolling along. Um, Kansas State can can score with them. 
they would they would really need a great performance out of their defense to have any chance coming down here at the end. I'm not I'm not confident enough to give them a W here when looking at the schedule against K State. I got them losing this game. I know it was a bowl game last year and there wasn't a lot on the line, but this game, the Baylor game against Air Force, I know that was actually in. Wasn't it a home game basically? Uh, yeah, for you guys they got killed. Well, it was yeah. cold as shit. It was in Annapolis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was Sheila, it in Annapolis? Yeah, Sheila, Sheila went to the game because it was uh, Air Force and Baylor, and that's that's two, right. Two worlds colliding. Where I'm mixing up another. I. I but anyway, my point, forces bowl. Yep. My point is, it was cold, and I think that's what this game is, where the hits just hurt a little more. Manhattan gets rowdy. This is going to be a night game because this could be this could be these teams could see each other again in the Big Twelve championship. I'm giving. Baylor, their their next loss here, uh, I think, and I think it'll be similar to last year, um, even though that game was in Waco. But this is just that game where it's it's tough to get up for, um, and they lose in Manhattan. If they're eight and one, and then by the way, they would have already hit the over at seven and a half. Um, they're the the target's going to be on their back, like you said, night game in Manhattan, purple out. Yeah, I I, I got the catch putting it on on, on the Baylor Bears once again. So that gets us to the next week, um, eight and two coming down the stretch. I have them at seven and three. You guys both eight and two. Revenge here, maybe they got they got to go to TCU. This is like kind of a new rivalry game. Troy, what are you doing here, man? This is this is gonna be a hell of a game. I mean, this is this should be the last week. Why are they playing the second to last week? I really don't know. I think it's more of uh, the the West Virginia has kind of become a, a bit of a rivalry game that they didn't expect, whereas TCU and Baylor has always been, no, my religion that's very slightly different than yours is actually right and yours is wrong. Um, <laughs> I get uh, the Mormons involved too. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing they don't play on Sundays. Everybody would be a little too busy. <laughs> this is a brutal back-to-back road spot. This is in November, gotta, man. My it's God, gotta be, it's got to be a, a revenge game here for Baylor, though. I think, um, I think TCU might have a bit of a drop, and by this point in time in the season, they might have a little bit less to play for. And granted, it, it is a rivalry game, and that stuff might not matter as much as it typically would. But I've got Baylor going down to TCU and Fort Worth and winning this football game. I like it. Yeah, if, if, if Baylor's going to compete for a Big 12 championship, they have to win a couple of these away games, whether it's UCF, uh, whether it's TCU. Uh, and I, I, I think they beat TCU at TCU. I think TCU will also be in a position where they uh, – because it is a rivalry game where they'll try to play spoiler because I think we've talked about it a little – we've hinted at it. We still got to talk about TCU. Um, but – I think they're going to be in a position where those one possession games kind of go against them this year. And I think by this point, the question is going to be for TCU. Are they going to get up for the rivalry game or are they going to kind of lay down? Um, I, I, I think it'll be, especially with it being in Fort Worth, it'll be a close game, closer game. I could see Baylor point away at the end. Um, and I have Baylor at nine and two after this game beating uh, TCU and Fort Worth. It's, it's really going to help them that they play that, fire drill field goal kick highlight probably once every 35 minutes the whole week before this game yes by the way troy that game was last year against air force it wasn't it was in fort worth okay yeah i'm like i thought that game was in they played 
It's the it's because Air Force and Duke are both blue and white. They played the they played Duke the year before. In yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I go I go back and forth on this game because I'm looking at it like the last two games, the last two times these two teams have met, TCU one by one, TCU one by two. Like every time it's it comes down to the wire with these two teams, I'll probably say Baylor. Just off of they should have won last year. They get it done here. They win by a field goal. Walk off field goal back at them. So we got them at nine and two mm-hmm. with uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers coming in the final week of the season. Winning your in type scenario for the Baylor Bears. Do they finish out a double digit win season here, Troy? Um, is Neil Brown still the coach? In our scenario, he is. Yes. With the way well, that we played out their scenario, six and six. The so, Ryan and Rush show says yes. Yes. So if that's the case, um, Baylor is not really that impressive. Uh, they just started playing West Virginia in 2012, I believe. And they're four and seven or something like that all time. Three and eight or four and seven or something. Uh, you guys always give Baylor fits. and. Yeah. This one has that stink all over it of this team could have won this game and gotten in. Uh, I think West Virginia has a chance to win this football game. I, I, I don't, I, it just seems like you're right. We do well against Baylor, but it's usually in Morgantown. I think we've beaten Baylor once in Waco. Is that what we figured out when we did West Virginia? Um, yes preview so whoever the home team in this game i feel like usually is going to win it uh no. baylor will win this game but the thing is we usually get killed in waco we've we've gotten destroyed there before so i think two years ago we got whacked we got crushed i think the scenario for west virginia for me to definitively give them a win is they would need an interim coach where this was like his third week and they had a chance to get to like six wins or five wins because they won an extra a game that was unexpected with an interim coach and the kids are like yeah we're gonna do it for our new guy or something like that but there's like again the the where they're at as a program just makes me, I kind of have to side with Baylor. Yeah, no, it's right. Well, I think what gets this game to West Virginia is if for some reason, both of them enter this game five and six, Oh yeah. where a six and six bowl season is going to mean way more to West Virginia and potentially Neil Brown. than Baylor yeah. would rather compete for, you know, BCS and playoffs. than they'd rather just, you know, in the season type of right right there type of thing. So that's the only chance I think West Virginia has is winning this game. If they're both five and six, but I think I, this is, I, I, I agree with Troy that this is going to be a tight game because for some reason, Neil's teams have been good in November where it, like they've won their last road game, the final game of the year, three out of his four years. The only time that they didn't was in Ames where they got house. But uh, last year they went in Stillwater. They won a Kansas year before that. And then they won a TCU his first year. Um, I kind of think Baylor gets it done by like a field goal. Tight game, Baylor squeaks it out. But I think West Virginia is already bowling by then. I think they finished six and six. Um, and Baylor finished out. So Baylor goes ten and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably our favorite overplay so far. I would agree. Yeah, this was the uh, when we were talking about West Virginia and Oklahoma State being a favorite. This was another one that I looked at and was like, yeah. man, only seven and a half with this kind of. I mean. It's they not eight a, home games. It's not a soft schedule, but yeah. where it's soft, they get those games 
where they can roll through and get three wins in a chunk in a, in a short period of time. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty high on this, on this over myself as well. I, um, I think there's a pretty good chance to go ahead and parlay all three WVU, Oklahoma state and Baylor. I like so it. all be better yeah. than, you know, average for two of them and b- significantly below average for West Virginia. I think all three of those teams are better than, any amount of credit that they're getting completely agreed. I think we would have thrown Iowa state in there too, until the shit went down with them. So now they've got too much distractions. Rush. What do you think of that parlay? I like, I like that play. I think we should put that. That should be our big 12 college experience parlay. I like it. Let's, let's do it. We'll book it. Um, and like I said, going back to before we even did this preview and we're just kind of talking about the big 12 in general, as I think Baylor's a dark horse this year. I really like them to bounce back. I, I I think their schedule lines up perfectly. Of course, health is always the factor. You can say that about any team. It is the game of football. Collision sport, not a contact sport. Um, but if, if, if it all goes according to plan health-wise and and um, Powledge comes in and can be the defensive coordinator that he's capable of doing, Jeff Grimes, you know, does Jeff Grimes things, then ba- Baylor, Baylor could be in playoff contention. Could. Probably more New Year's Six Bowl, but I, I, I think they're I think they're at least going to the Big 12 championship this year. I was just about to say, because Troy and I were looking at odds the other day for teams to make the Big 12 championship, not to win it, but to make it obviously 20 to 1 to win it. Um for to make the title game for the Baylor Bears plus six fifty. I like it. Yeah. And we liked we liked Oklahoma State 15 to 1, so I mean, you, you could take two good, nice long shots with both of those teams right there. So could we see a rematch from 2021? Let me ask you that, Troy. I mean. After doing these last two previews. It would be. you would, In a normal year, it would be one of the better storylines to see that rematch. But I think there's going to be one of the two outgoing teams of the Big 12 that are putting their hand in for that, that title game between Texas or Oklahoma. And I mean, they don't, they don't get Oklahoma on the schedule. It would be pretty cool to, to have them match up against Oklahoma and beat them the same way we would hope any team got matched up and beat them in that conference title game. I think, um, I think it's more likely that you see that Kansas state Baylor rematch in the big 12 title. I was thinking the same thing. I was, I, 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 this well what would be crazy is if you got the kansas state excuse me the oklahoma state and the baylor rematch and then um then oklahoma state won this one (laughs) and and what's his name um the running back uh was on wrong the wrong side of history both times that that would be unfortunate but but i i do like both bets and i think one of them will Oklahoma, it's not going to be both of them. It won't, it won't be Oklahoma State and a both. It won't be Baylor, but it'll be one of them. I, I I think that. I'm pissed off that they only have odds to make the the playoff for Oklahoma and Texas. I want to hit some of these other teams that I think are going to beat those two sorry asses. So yeah, no, we got to keep monitoring them. We'll we'll give out. I think I think this team's a candidate to make the playoff if things break right. What's well, all right? So what's the floor? We talked about what the ceiling is: eleven and one playoffs. They win the Big Twelve. What's the floor rush? Six and six. I mean, this this team yeah. is too good not to go six and six. Even and the if schedule's too good. The, that, well, schedule and I 
Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's too good of a schedule. I, I agree. I mean, right away, I mean, I know you're playing Utah, but I mean, there's two wins, right? Basically automatically in your, your non-con. I mean, four big 12 wins from there against a Cincinnati and an Iowa state and a Houston, you know, and they'll win another one besides, I mean, there's six right there. So yeah. Yeah. They'll at least go six and six, but I know the over unders seven and a half. So I, um, I don't, I could see him having a letdown in one of the, in one of the games that looks like it should be an easy win between, a team like Cincinnati or you're looking at maybe like a, a not full Iowa state or, or a Houston team that's reeling at the end of the year or West Virginia or something like that. But I don't think you're going to see them lose three or four of those. And so I'm kind of right around that six and six is still very, very possible, but it's anything worse than that is going to be, there'd have to be some kind of super tragic thing going on. No, I agree. I, I think six and six. I can't see a world where they don't let, go bowling. So let me ask a question, Troy. Do you see any? What would it have to be for Randa's seat to get hot? I think they like him too much. He could probably win more than three games, and they would just roll with him. It, it's not this year, but he would start kind of. Oh yeah, he would definitely next start year. next year with a little bit yeah. of. Hey, you should probably get back to competing for conference titles. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't like if he goes six and six, it might you might see like the pilot light of the heater come on, but sure they haven't like the gas pipe is still completely turned off. There's nothing nothing yet. So I don't think six and six is enough to really get that any kind of warm. Maybe if they only won three or four games, you would then hear the the chatter about a month before the season, the next year or something like mm-hmm. that. The Pacers um, would start getting their paychecks ready, but our, they wouldn't be bring ready back yet. Matt Rule. Our uh, West Virginia, Baylor, Oklahoma State over parlay is plus five hundred. I like it. Yeah, let's lock that in. So we'll give that out. That'll be on our our best bets episode. Will be here before we know because we only got five teams left. So next up is uh the team that went to the national championship, the rival, the Baylor Bears, TCU Horn Frogs. But before we get out of there, Rambling Rush, tell everybody where to find you. At Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and then for the West Virginia version, uh, the Ryan and Rush Show, uh, at Ryan and Rush Show, Twitter and Instagram as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and of course, as always, appreciate all the support. That's the uh, the TCU thing, right? Uh, yeah, Horn, Frogs yeah, down. Horn, uh, frogs the, down. The, the other Horns down, yeah. The Frogs down. Yeah, you guys, you guys can find me um, on Twitter, at Troy Tuning. Uh, you can read it if you or watching on YouTube or wherever else you can watch videos that, you know, circle around online instantly as soon as they're posted to billions and billions of spots. Um, it's T R O Y C H E W N I N G. And um, there will be, there will be some good Baylor memes for sure being posted. Uh, anytime Ed Orgeron's in the stands, we're going to be Photoshopping in cheerleaders next to him and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> You guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. We are all on the Baylor Bears over to lock that up. Uh, next up's TCU Horn Frogs. Let it ride.